All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Blitz Period. And today's episode is going to be a little bit uh, unusual because it is our first uh, roundtable. And we've got a select few uh, of former players on the show. We're going to introduce them one by one. So, first of all, welcome in. And I'm going to go ahead and take it back a little bit and read some of the recruiting rankings. So, uh, first off, I want to introduce former four star quarterback from the 2002 class, Noah Allen. Noah, how are you doing today? I mean, Jalen, doing good. Thanks for having me, bud. Yeah, of course, of course. And then uh, second up, we got a former four-star recruit out of the 2003 class wide receiver, Tristan Ross. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, son. How are you? (laughs) Also known as my father. So um, uh, next up, I want to introduce former four-star defensive tackle out of the 2003 class, Stephen Coleman. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Good. And then last but not least, we got a former three-star D-tackle out of the 2004 class, Corey Bennett. Corey, how's everything going? I'm good, man. I, I just wish we weren't throwing stars out there. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm a total player. Well, hey, it, it's all good. It's all good. So um, first off, I want to start off by asking you guys, and this is a question we've asked really in every interview that we've done so far this season. Um, obviously, this season wasn't the best. And um Sooners finished six and seven on the year, as everybody knows. But I want to get you guys' thoughts one by one, just y'all's overall thoughts on the season. And then all of you being have our guys that have been around Brent Venables and uh, Jeff Levy and some other coaches on the staff, like, you know, these guys personally. So what were y'all's thoughts on the season? And then what are your thoughts on the future? Well, no, well. Personally, because I've had discussions with uh, friends from back home, uh, and you know they ah oh, man, stoners and stoners doing what them stoners doing. I'm like, bro, y'all don't even understand. Like, you have to trust the process. Like, I mean, everybody on this panel knows what BV is about. Y'all know how BV is. Um, obviously, we've seen what he can do recruiting wise. You know, when he left OU and got to Clemson, so. I mean, we're talking about, and Jalen, you might know the number better than me, but what he lost 46% of his team. So it's like 40. 40. Okay. So you're asking this guy to come in and basically make a run at a national championship with less than 40% of what he needs. And then he doesn't even necessarily have what he wants. So, I mean, you know, yeah, this, this year was a little disappointing, but I mean, I think moving forward, man, the, the sky's the limit because I know, and like I said, everybody on this panel knows what BV is about. and We know what kind of toughness he has. We know what kind of, uh, you know, determination, grit he's just going to bring to the table. So, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, it sucks, but, I mean, moving forward, man, I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I could – Definitely understand the frustration because, you know, uh, coming from where we've been over the past 20 years since winning the national championship, um, you know, anything less than a 10-win season is considered a, a, a bad a bad season um, in Sooner Nation. But, um, you know, to your point, you know, we did lose 40% of our staff and players um, when, um, you know, Tebow decided to do what he wanted to do. But, um, the thing I think that people also have to remember is that you know recruiting is at a whole nother different level than it was back when you know 
uh, the Stoops era was was hot and heavy. You know, the transfer portal uh, to me is is kind of you know if someone just doesn't like the way their uniform fits, they hit the portal, right? So, um, you know, you're competing against that, and you know, just your normal recruiting processes of getting kids out of high school. Um, so, uh, I think you know, it was a rough season. Um, you know, Levy, I, 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 I got a lot of love for Levy. Got a lot of love for the coaching staff. I think. If anything, um, you know, just getting the kids, uh, sorry, I call them kids, but, you know, the young men, um, getting them kind of up to speed to what, you know, sooner football is. And, and you know, you got some some pretty old school guys with the mentality that they bring that was a little bit different than what they had with Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, not trying to show any, throw any shots out there, but, I mean, just look at the workout differences um, for the strength and conditioning team. You know, uh, I forgot the strength and conditioning coach that was uh, – there before Smitty came back, but I mean, you know, his videos were pretty, they were pretty funny because they weren't intense at all. Smitty don't even put his videos out there because those guys are in there getting some work, getting some work in, right? So, you know, uh, I think that, I think that this is a rebuilding year. I'm glad that everyone kind of, you know, is able to uh, uh, digest that. And I think the spring we'll see who really wants to come out and ball before the new recruits get in in the fall. Yeah, I like a lot of the things you guys just said. I mean, we can admit it. Winning six games here sucks. It just does. But, I mean, also, there's a lot of our brothers on that staff. I've got a chance to talk to a lot of those guys. You don't, You think they're happy? You think they're happy at six and seven? They're not. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Kristen, you said, it, you said it really well with talking about BB's toughness. There's not a there's not a guy that I've ever played for or a guy that I've ever met, especially in the coaching world, who coaches harder than he does, but loves as much as he does at the same time. The guys, the guy's just different. I mean, people tell stories about him all the time for a reason, right? They're, the guy's just different. He's different than than everybody else. They laid the foundation this year. I mean, it's very obvious what they did. They had to they had to bring this thing back to build it and and in uh, his likeness, he he actually said a quote after, I don't know if it was a quote, but he, he made a statement after the game that literally stuck to me after their last game against Florida State. It said something like, uh, now you're all scarred up and you're ready to fight. And that just got me excited for the future of this program. You guys, they got their scars now. There ain't nobody patting them on the back, man. You're six and seven. You're going to be looked down upon. You're scarred up. You ain't dead, though, and you're ready to fight. And I loved it. I love where the future is. I didn't hear that, but I like it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's very true. I'd rather go in the I'd rather go into to the battlefield with a bunch of guys who got their teeth kicked in along the way because they know what it's like and they know they don't want to taste that again versus someone who's never faced it person. You know. Right. I mean <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but it's like, man, y'all remember how BV used to come out of that weight room with his shirt off, looking like he was ready to take on the world, man. And it's like, just seeing that mindset from a coach, like, you know, we out there practicing. This was back in the summertime, and, you know, he would come out, and it's like, man, BV in there getting it in, and he really don't even have to? Like, what? But it's just like a tone he was kind of setting that he didn't even realize he was already sitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like back then, he was already kind of setting tone of just what his career, what his process was going to be. So I'm very confident moving forward 
with with BV. And I mean, I, I talk to family members, like I said, friends, and you know, they say so much, oh, he ain't gonna be that long. And I'm like, dude, you just, <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Yeah, keep thinking that. Yeah, man, just uh, <clears throat> just to piggyback off all that on this season, it eerily reminds me of that 05 season that we had when we lost a lot of guys in 04 to the draft or whatnot. Then we came in, you know, we lost to TCU that first game. And I think what we lost about four or five games, Corey. How I many did we lose? I think we I were remember. not eight and five. I want to say we were like seven and five. Holiday yeah, like, Bowl. That was Holiday Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Holiday Bowl year. Holiday Bowl so, year. Yeah, so this season kind of reminds me of that. Um, I know they got better towards the end of the year, which is good. They fall to the end in the Florida State game, which I love. <laughs> and I can tell that's all Coach B, man. And, um, man, you fight for Coach B, man. I mean, great things are going to happen. And um, I'm excited for the future. Um, I think we'll be good. I think um, – we gonna learn from our mistakes. I mean, we go, we gotta cry before we walk, right? So I think BV laying the foundation. He's, you know, he's laying the culture down, and it seemed like the, seemed like the own kids they um, they understanding what it takes to win in Oklahoma. So I know they got their bumps and bruises right now, but in the end, it's gonna be well worth it. One, two years down the road. So I'm excited for the future, guys. Um, to be honest, man, I can't wait to next year. Yeah, buying up all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy is that we were actually eight and four that year. Oh wow, you know, eight and four. <laughs> some programs would be like excited if they were eight and four, and we consider this losing <laughs> season. Yeah, because the next year, you know, they took names off our church. <laughs> hey, you know what though? On the cool, we needed that punch in the mouth. We needed. We, uh, I'm, I'm thankful Bob took our names off the back of our jersey because we weren't playing for the name on the front of our jersey. Exactly. Boy, you preaching, ain't you? Hey, you ain't asked the question. <laughs> you preaching, ain't you? <laughs> no, you was you was right about that, Corey. I remember going to that winter off season, man. That probably was the hardest winter workout we ever had, man. But everybody was making it though, so everybody wanted it. We kept losing, so we knew the next year we was going get back to Oklahoma football. So I think this is the same thing that's going to happen to this group of guys, too. I don't know, bro. The, the workouts after that USC game was something crucial. Is oh, that yeah. the new committee bust out them britches with the with the <laughs> weight in them and them, and them, and them weight vests? Oh, man. I feel so bad for them skilled players having to wear, wear them pants. Them vests, them, them vests was – that was cake compared to – Man, I'm a, look, I'm looking like, what is this? Why they get the – man, that ain't right. Man. So, Steve, it was funny you mentioned that about going 8 4 because I remember not too long ago in 2014, uh, the boys also went 8 4 that year and got destroyed by Clemson in a bowl game. And that was a year where everybody was calling for Stoops' head. So, as you can see, you know, these kind of seasons obviously aren't the standard around here. And of course, y'all know that. Of course, fans know that. But, um, you guys also mentioned a little bit, and we, we talked about the future, and uh, Oklahoma put together a really nice recruiting class this offseason. Uh, and this, I mean, it's probably the best. It's, it looks like it's going to end up being the best class they've gotten in a long time based off of what some of these guys have on tape or what they've been doing at the uh, All-American Bowl games and stuff like that. I mean, 
bringing in a five-star quarterback in Jackson Arnold. You're bringing in a five-star defensive end, which you haven't done that in years, and uh, P.J. Adabare. So um, I want you guys to kind of take a dive into what your recruiting process was like back in the 2000s. And we mentioned Brent Venables being on that staff. So, of course, he, you know, you guys got to know him early on. And then Bob Stoops was around. Mike Stoops was around. Just kind of take us into a, a little bit of insight on that. Oh, yeah. Take- I'll okay. take it all. Man, recruiting is way different than back That's when we joke. was getting recruited. Man, 100%. way different. 100%. <laughs> I wish we was getting recruited like that back in the day. But as uh, far as, you know, I go, um, I started all the way back to my sophomore year um, when I started on varsity. I was playing O-line, man. And I think I got my first offer from Texas A&M. So it was mostly the Texas colleges really recruiting me at first. So it was mostly, you know, Calling the phone at home, it wasn't no cell phones, of course. So, calling the calling the, um, you know the home line. So, mama answered the phone like, "Hey, it's another coach on her." I'm like, oh, hey. So check you that call least... ID, Steve. You gotta check that call ID. Man, we didn't have call ID, man. No, we didn't have. Oh man, so, you ain't no call ID. Hey man, we weren't rich like you, man. I'm sorry. Rich, my man. Look, I'm about a rich over here. Look, that was uh, a part of the package back then. But go ahead. Uh, but um, so you get like. 10 calls a night every time you come home from practice, like 10 different coaches calling. It was it was kind of exhausting for a while, man. But I know I know these days they're getting like social media, Instagram or Twitter and all that stuff. So I know it's probably more stressful for these guys now. But, right. but yeah, Oklahoma got in recruiting late for me. Um, I think they got in start recruiting me right when Texas was starting trying to offer me. And when I feel like, I felt like Texas was late recruiting me, that's my reason I hate Texas because I'm in Texas and you just now recruit me. I, I ain't like that at all. So that was one of my other reasons I went to OU. But I'll I'll talk to many of the coach wide, you know. No Ross, no coach wide, baby wide. Hey man, don't you just don't you disrespect that man like that. Coach wide and coach ship, man. Um had a good relationship with those guys, man. Uh, when I took my visit up here. It was during the Colorado game, I think. That's when Colorado had Chris Brown and uh, they had a pretty good team. They, yeah. So um, went to that game. I think Book had like 15 tackles against Chris Brown. That, mm-hmm. that right there, like, man, I play for these guys any day. And it just felt like home. So I ended up re- um, committing on my recruiting visit. And I haven't looked back since. And I'm glad I did because came out with some amazing friends and like I said, he pulled me sooner till I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'll just go into mine. I mean, I'm I'm just like no one. In, my mom played college basketball at Baylor. My dad went to uh, school at Baylor as well. Wasn't really a desirable school for me, you know. Growing up south of Houston, uh, so the recruiting thing, man. You you brought up some old memories, man. It was just phone calls and phone calls and phone calls to the point where like. You know, you're giving your mom and dad the wave, like, I'm not here kind of deal. Like, you just don't want to talk to anybody no more. But uh, uh, my recruiter was a coach that actually I never even – was never even on staff whenever I got here. It was Steve Spurrier Jr. Oh. He was my – yeah, wow. he recruited me. And then, obviously, when I had signed, he, he was so cordial about it, called me, apologized. His dad had taken – Steve Spurrier had taken the job with the Redskins, and he told me, hey, 
I'm leaving. I didn't do it like this. I didn't mean the timing to be like that. So it, it was, it was cool, but it, you know, it's, it's also different whenever you build a relationship with someone and then they leave. That was kind of tough. I won't lie. But, uh, to take my visits. I love that. Got to go, uh, to Clemson, went to UCLA, Alabama, Purdue, went to some other really cool places. Uh, to be honest, they were cool, but, uh, I just, I really never saw myself going to any of them. And, uh, me and my dad, my mom came up here on a visit just uh, on a whim. They said, Hey, if you want to go, we'll drive up there. So we drove up here and we checked everything out. And, uh, just remember talking with the staff, talking with Bob. And, uh, I just walked out and literally told my parents right then. I said, this is where I want to go to school. This is it. I don't want to go anywhere else. And, uh, it's pretty, I mean, I was, I, I was a junior in high school at the time, but I was like, I don't want to see anything else. I've seen all the schools I want to see. I've talked to everybody I've wanted to talk to. And, uh, I was just done with it all, man. I don't know how these kids do the whole hat game and all that. I remember <laughs> <laughs> it was Sunday and I told my parents I want to go. And he's, my dad talked to me about commitment and told me, Hey, if you commit to this, this school, then you're done. Like, that's commitment, right? We're not going to play this game anymore. So if you tell these coaches this is where you're going, this is where you're going. Told them that during the week. Drove home, and on Sunday, told the whole church that's where I was going. We're going to University of Oklahoma, and that was that. Well, uh, that's nice. Uh, for me, <laughs> and, and Noah, you kind of hit a few points that that, that I experienced. Um, that was a big thing, like, for uh, – evangel uh, athletes back then. I mean, it was like you make your commitment at the church, but I didn't go to that church, so that really wasn't my route. But as far as the whole like um, recruiting process, it kind of started my sophomore year. I went to a camp. Like, that's back when they used to have the three-day camps, and we stayed on, yeah. on campus at the uh, – <laughs> we stayed in the walker. It was me and two of my friends from back home. And um, you know, man, the three days, I'm 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 killing, man. I'm like I'm 15, 16. I'm just really kind of like really starting to understand this football thing. So I didn't start playing really for real until like eighth grade. And um yes, you know, at the end of at the end of the camp, they start calling out these names and they was like, Yeah, Coach Supes wants to talk to you. So, you know, we go up to the office or whatever, and um, you know, they they offer me a scholarship and I don't know what that is like i don't even know how to drive like what are you talking about a scholarship like um but bob stayed on me man he 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 always used to tell me he was like you i'm the only coach that, that came to your spring game uh you know did, did no other head coach showed up to your spring game i'm like yeah, coach, i know um but i had committed and then decommitted and that was one of the hardest calls that i had to make because i just kind of wanted to open back up the recruiting process for whatever reason, uh, you know how receivers are. We, we like to be a little flashy. So, you know, I had to, had to open up the recruiting process again, but once I decommitted and tried to like, see what else was out there, it didn't take me long. I think it may have been like maybe two months after that. And I was like, nah, man, I can't even like deny the fact that, you know, I got family in Oklahoma. Like, you know, like that was at the time, like that was what home was because, my aunt that I love dearly, she was still there. 
Uh, I had another aunt actually in Norman. So I'm thinking like, well, if nothing else, I can go wash my clothes and get a hot meal, you know? So, um, I mean, Bob just kind of always stayed on me, but, you know, I had offers from Steve. I'm kind of like you, like LSU didn't get on me until late. They didn't offer me until January. Uh, Jimbo and uh, Nick Saban came to the school and they talked to me and another one of my buddies that ended up going to Texas Tech and they offered us or whatever. And I'm like, man, it's January. Like we right, we three hours up the road, four hours up the road and you just not offering us. Mm, so I know that kind of, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of turned me on LSU. Um, but I mean, man, you know, my first offer was from Baylor. And like you said, no, it's like, man, I don't know Baylor. Like, right. <laughs> Baylor was not the Baylor that it is now back then. Like you go to Baylor, it's like, man, hey, that that is not where you want to be. So, um, I mean, it was a fun experience, man. I got to go experience a lot of different things. I only took three visits, OU, Texas, and Tennessee. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's like, man, I'm I'm OU is where it's at, man. I just I just gotta do it. Yeah, my, my journey was a little bit different. Um, you know, I wasn't um I wasn't like a, a highly recruited um, player out of, out of San Antonio. San Antonio was a small market. Um, um, so, you know, a lot of schools that were recruiting me were, you know, Texas A&M, Texas, uh, well, pretty much your Texas schools, right? Um, you know, North Carolina, you know, offered me a scholarship, but, you know, I wasn't trying to go that far away. Um, you know, Notre Dame and a couple other schools that, you know, recruited me. Um, but, uh, you know, believe it or not, <laughs> Oklahoma wasn't even on on my radar, uh, you know, they weren't recruiting me uh, aggressively at all. Um, but the funny thing about it was that my junior year is when I got offered my scholarship. And um, they actually, I think OU actually found me while they were at a game recruiting Goop, J- Jacob Gutierrez. Oh. And uh, we were playing against uh, uh, his school. I mean, dude, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like, you know, Jacob Gutierrez, um, and uh, uh, another uh, cat out of uh, Madison High School in San Antonio named Gary Green, uh, whose dad actually played at Baylor. He ended up going to Kansas, um, one of my good buddies to this very day. But um, they flamed us. Oh, my God, they flamed us. Now, they flamed, uh, they flamed everybody else except for our defensive line because we was getting that pressure on them for the most part. But, um, but after that, uh, Goop got a scholarship to go to Oklahoma and he took that. But then next thing you know, I got a scholarship my junior year to go to OU. And, um, and let me tell you how stupid I was. <laughs> so I ended up getting busted for, um, you know, busted at school for a tardy sweep, ended up getting detention. My, my head coach called me in the office and was like, man, I don't know if I should give you a big old hug and a kiss or if I should, Make you run a million, a million gases. I'm like, yeah, I know I got in trouble, or whatever. But I'm like, what the hell are you happy for? He's like, man, I just got off the phone with Oklahoma and they went off you a scholarship. I'm like, dude, I'm a junior. And back then, you know, they didn't offer a lot of juniors uh, uh, scholarships like that. But um, he's like, man, look, what do you want to do? I said, well, not think about it. He's like, dude, are you serious? Bob Stoops just offered you a scholarship. And I was like, yeah. So anyway, uh, I didn't want to go that far away from home, but I was like, man, you know what? F, F Texas, <laughs> F Texas A&M. <laughs> I was just like, let me just go ahead. I'm going to go up north. And then when I went to Mormon, 
for my visit, you know, Coach, Coach Bobby Jack Wright was the one who recruited me. And, um, man. Yeah, the man, the myth, and the legend. Um, you know, he's <laughs> old Bobby Jack. <laughs> yeah, and, and he recruited me up there. I never forget. I show up, first person that I meet. So my my host was Lonzo Dawson. Why, man? Lonzo Dawson says, "Hey, what's up, man? My name is uh, Lonzo. They call me Zoe. Yeah, man. So uh, this 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 Mo Dampier, and." He passed me off to Mo Dampier, and I didn't see Alonzo until it was time for me to leave to go back to San Antonio. Man, <laughs> that sounds 100% right. <laughs> it was right after It was right after winter break. It was right after winter break. And, um, and I'll never forget this. Y'all had just lost the Sugar Bowl. And uh, I remember I was in San Antonio watching, and, you know, um, I think it was Coach Hype or somebody said, hey, you freshmen, y'all ain't playing. Y'all get the Y'all get the crowd into the game. And Mo Dampier jumped over the bench and started doing the ATL stomp. And yes, I mean, it was the, the funniest world. So we up there on my visit, and my dad, you, you would have thought that Mo Dampier was, was Bob Stoops or something. He said, man, he said, where that one big dude that did that dance? <laughs> Coach Stoops just gave his little chuckle, said, hey, look, his name is Mo Dampier. And I appreciate what he did, but uh, we play football. We don't dance around here. I'll never <laughs> forget, man. Ever since I met Mo, he's he been dancing. So, um, man, it just felt like home, man. I met I met him. I met, you know, T. Rawls. Uh, I, I got to meet Steve. Um, but, man, I had a great time. I met D. Straight. You know, I got to hang out with Book, R.I.P. to the GOAT. Um, you know, it was just a great experience, man. And it felt like home. So, you know, that's my journey. And, and honestly, when I committed as a junior, I never looked back. I didn't, any other school came in my direction. I was like, I'm good. So, you know, love it. story with, with book. That was another reason. Cause it felt like family. So I go on my mm-hmm. visit when they play Iowa state. Now you old heads, y'all remember the Iowa state years with Seneca Wallace. And, oh, yeah, um, was it? It was raining and cold, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cold mm-hmm. and. Book oh yeah, I remember that game. Book, book had like, like you said, Steve. He played Colorado. He had fifteen tackles. I think he had like fourteen tackles, like two picks. He might have sacked Seneca a couple times. <laughs> and this is when Seneca Wallace was on his like Heisman, like yeah, he was you know, gonna he win was going up. Yeah, he was going up. So we go in the locker room, <laughs> and book. <laughs> In true book fashion, he didn't say it like this because I'm going to be clean. But he was like, boy, I know you coming. And I'm like, man, I can't not come. Like, look how you showing me love. Like, book was just such a genuine dude, man. Like, there, rest in peace, man. That dude to give you the shirt off his back and walk around fat chest. Oh, man. Great dude, man. Great dude. Hell of a dude. I know this is a family program, so we'll just leave some of the fun shenanigans that we ran into. Yeah, because look, <laughs> we won't we we talk about our first time meeting. We'll, we'll leave that off camera. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you guys hit on a lot of points that, that I've heard a lot lately as well, just with some of the guys that are coming in. And now, the number one thing they talk about when they picked OU was how it felt like family, and that seems to be the consensus over the last few years with any recruits that we've picked up. But I do want to ask this question, and some of you may not even have an answer to it, but you did mention some of the other schools that recruited you. A lot of uh, 
star-studded schools as well. I mean, Dad, I got I still got that box of all the letters that you gave me and seeing all the schools in there handwritten letters from Nick Saban and stuff like that. So I do want to know, had it not been Oklahoma, what school would you have chosen? Oh, I'm Tennessee all day. But let me tell you why I didn't go to Tennessee. And I am oh, such a oh Lord. <laughs> let me tell you why I didn't go to Tennessee and I'm such a receiver. First of no all, receiver. and Noah, you know, because you're a quarterback, they threw those Wilson 1005 balls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Thank you. It's like those ugh. are them, those those orange ones, right? Yeah, them orange looking balls. I'm like, ugh. yeah. Number two, They're ugly. Number two, you're wearing Adidas. Like, bro, like, I don't wear Adidas. I wear Nike. Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, it, it was just a. First of all, I was 18, so let's just keep that in mind. Um, second of all, you know the receiver aspect of it. But yeah, it would have been Tennessee for me, man. If it, if it had to been OU, it would have been Tennessee. So in today's world, Ross would have been at Oregon, y'all, is what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, what? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a good story. Uh so if it wasn't for OU, it was it was gonna be Clemson for me. Uh I mean, they my family was there, they, you know, rubbing on Howard's rock, watching my parents run down that steep hill and that hill. It's so much steeper in real life than it is on TV. I just got a kick out of it. They had them up on the jumbotron doing it, running out on the field. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I will give props to my, my high school coach here. I was sitting in Coach Bowden's office after we did all these shenanigans. And he's like, we're taking one quarterback. This is – I'm a junior in high school. And he said, we're taking one quarterback and it's going to be you, but I need your commitment now. And he goes – if, it, if I can't get your commitment now, then I'm going to have to move on to somebody else. And right at that moment, I was like, it's me. I'm your guy, right? Knock on the door. And my high school coach says, no, I need to talk to you real quick. He says, I know he's trying to get you to commit. And if that's what you want to do, that's all. But I just got off the phone. He just got offered by OU in Alabama. And I would be doing a disservice if I didn't tell you to at least go check these schools out. I didn't commit, headed to Norman, and, you know, everything's everything was peaches and cream after that. One thing that was weird, though, too, is being from Texas. There was only one player on Clemson's team at the time that was from Texas. That was weird to me. When I got here, I was like, I know I'm in a different state, but, I mean, everyone was basically from Oklahoma, I mean, from Texas. Oh, yeah, definitely. Y'all, definitely y'all, infiltrated, y'all infiltrated the structure. When we when we played when we played Washington State in the Rose Bowl, that was a Christmas break. You got to go home, and then you would fly uh, if you lived outside of like 250 miles or something like that. You got to fly to LA. My flight from Houston to LA, 19 of us on that flight. Wow, 19 of us from the Houston area. Wow, yeah, a lot. That's- that sounded like us when we played in the Fiesta Bowl. We had like about 19 guys from the Dallas area. When we yeah, played absolutely. In the Fiesta Bowl. Well, we're not going to talk about them, uh, them, them uh, practices as soon as you get off from planes for the bowl game. So, Man, look here. Man, look. <laughs> look, we go, to the, we go to the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> we go to the Sugar Bowl. Tommy Harris, All-American, about to be first-round draft pick, top 10 draft pick. Man, I ain't running. 
freshman coming in ain't did nothing. Oh, I ain't running either. No, you yeah, you gonna run. You ain't did nothing. <laughs> you ain't him. <laughs> man, that was crazy when we got off that plane in New Orleans. Oh man, that was crazy, man. Oh, oh and man. that Tulane practice, Steve. Oh my God. Oh, it was so hot. No, you know, you you was there. No, you remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I even got one worse. Me and me and Chris Bush did the math, and we realized if we drove from Houston to New Orleans, they would give us mileage, and we could, you know, make a little little bread. So we got in the car, we took off, drove all the way to New Orleans. wasn't that far, but I mean, it's probably I don't know five hours, four hours, something. I don't know. Literally hand them our keys and go straight to practice. That was <laughs> I mean, and right into that, you know, just sitting doing nothing for that long, then bam, right into that first practice. That humidity, that heat, all that running, no, no sir. I just got here, coach. Really? <laughs> Can I at least eat first? Oh, good old days, man. Hey, yeah. I know uh, I know for me, I was gonna go to the U off top. That's when the U was still the U. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they offered me in that summer. They, they offered me before you did. I'm like, man, I got offered to you, man. I'm about to go here. What's funny is I was going to take an official visit right after I took my visit to OU. So I'm like, man, if I don't make that Miami trip, I don't know. Things probably would have changed. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but, but yeah, definitely to you. Man, I ain't going to lie to you, man. For me, it was, uh, it was Texas A&M. I just some some about call station that you know time before I can mail cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he was into. No, you hit it right on the head. You are dead right. <laughs> it, it was the white. It was the white pants, man. That's what it was. All that and, and, and yeah, but it, it was. I mean, I, I had a great time. When I was there, man. And the funny thing about it, the funny thing about it, you know who recruited me to Texas A and M? Kevin. Uh, Kevin Summer. Someone. <laughs> yep, I remember. I remember him. And then when I got, it was funny when I got to Oklahoma. He was like, "Oh, you, you do." It's like, no, I remember you, man. You just making fun of my, you just making fun of my hair. Talking about I need a better fade. Corey, you, you came in very rough, bro. Hey, man, I was. Hey, look, I, I ain't there to be pretty. I'm there to play football, bro. You, you, you came on your visit very rough. And you know what? Hey, I don't got no regrets. No, okay. Well, that's None at all. All. None at all. I need those jeans that you had on that day. Look, so, man. Corey, we know who your host was. Who's host? Who hosted the rest of you guys? Oh, my host was uh, <laughs> look, they gave me the legend. They gave me MC. Oh man, <laughs> and uh, Mark Clayton for those that don't know. So, uh, he gives me the keys to the whip. I'm like. Well, I kind of halfway was it the, uh, was it the, the black Mustang? Mustang? The black Mustang. Mm-hmm. He had the black Mustang that you could hear coming <laughs> from three miles away. Yep. And I'm like, man, I don't even know where I'm really going. But I mean, nah, MC took me around, man. He had me around all the uh the old cats, Willie P, who I love dearly. That's my mm-hmm. guy. I still talk to Willie P uh on occasion every now and then. Um, D straight. Uh, he took me around the foundation of what, you know, we talking about, like, uh, and, and Noah, you might remember, do you remember Jarvis Smith played uh corner? I don't know if that name ring a bell or not. Is it in the 
Noah. Oh, he's still in. His internet froze. Yeah, he froze. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, MC showed me love. I mean, MC did the, the MC thing. We went over, uh, we actually went over Willie P house. And man, we all sitting there chilling, uh, playing, playing the game, man. We in there playing mad. I'm like, oh, this is right up my alley. Like, <laughs> you mean this is what y'all do? Like, yeah, I'm cool, man. Like, this is what's up. Well, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because I, I was getting ready to ask. Uh, my next question was going to be, uh, some of y'all mentioned your visits a little bit, and I did want to know if y'all could dive a little bit more into what your official visits to Oklahoma were like because uh, most fans may not know, but these official visits are things, I mean, they go on for days. You're usually around campus for a long time. You do things outside of the facility, like maybe going to parties or things like that. So talk a little bit about your experiences on your official visits. Jalen, do you really want us to talk about our experience on our official visits? Well, the, the stuff that you can't say, yes. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, guys. I lost y'all. Why are you yeah, man, look, I'm sitting there talking to you, and you done dipped out on me. Um, I could hear you, then I was gone. Oh, just like a quarterback, man. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, nah, man, I mean, I had a good time. Um, you know, was really trying to pocket that per diem. And MC showed love. I know, Corey, you might have got the short end of the stick on that. There was a lot, though. But that's okay. Uh, but nah, man. I mean, I had a good time. Like you know, we went out. Um, like I said, I mean, I had already pretty much knew my way around Norman, just having family there or whatever. But I had never been immersed in the culture of OU, let alone OU football. So it's like it's a whole new experience. Um, mind you, hey, let me go ahead and stun a little bit. Yes, I flew private. <laughs> they sent the private. The private plane and I was terrified the entire flight because uh, the pilot was like maybe three feet in front of me and it's raining and it's a little shaky and I'm like oh lord I ain't even about to make it to college I'm gonna fall out the sky but I mean man it was it was cool man I feel like the only thing that I do regret is that I didn't get I didn't take all five visits I only took three because you get five I'm, I'm pretty sure they still get five uh so I only took three um I actually had a visit set up to Michigan State, and then I had one more set up to LSU. Don't ask me why Michigan State. I don't know. I was a Plexico Burris and uh, somebody else they had back then. I was a fan of them, so I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Uh, but, I mean, man, you know, I feel like that's something that kids need to experience. I'm, look, I'm sorry, Corey, you call them young men. That's something that these young men need to experience, like, you know, if you can take all five of your visits, man, take them and just go experience different stuff and just really kind of take it all in because when you this age, you'll be sitting around like us talking about what it was. So <laughs> just go experience it. Well, just real quick, you you mentioned that. So uh, I thought that was interesting because Brent Venables actually has a policy that kind of has mixed reactions from the fan base. But one of his big things over the offseason was he wants these recruits to take all their visits before they decide to commit. Because Noah, you mentioned it earlier, like it's an actual commitment. You can't just back out on it. And so he had this whole he has this whole thing where it's like, make sure you take all your officials, and then you have to decide if you actually want to commit because we don't need you breaking this promise. And they did only end up losing, I think, four commits in the entire class, which is pretty good numbers compared to past years. But I thought that was interesting that you brought that up because it I, that seems like something that's been around for a minute. But um if you didn't hear the question, the question was, no, I think you missed it. But the question was, uh, 
just give us a little bit of a deep dive into your official visit to Oklahoma. Well, my host was the uh, I call I, I think of him as a mythical creature, Russell Dennison. That guy, <laughs> that, is, oh. that is a mythical. That's a mythical dream. He is man, <laughs> and it was uh, I mean, he drove this beat up old pickup truck with like. Uh, did commercial vehicle across the back. I was like, what in the world is this? And, uh, man, he's great. He's a great dude. Uh, him and I are a lot different. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who wants to talk to everybody and eat everybody. Russell's one of those guys who wants to sit in the corner, never speak, uh, probably think about working out, you know? And uh, it was good, though. I got to meet. Uh, basically, he hooked me up with some guys really quick. I, I hooked up with, like, Trent Smith and some other guys and uh they just showed me the ropes and it was it was in a dead time it was, i took a visit at a horrible time it was when everyone was gone for for christmas so basically i was having to just hang out with the locals you know but to me it was it was great the people were awesome and uh i loved it don't don't feel bad that's around the time i took my visit too i took my visit like literally right after everybody got back for the bowl game and the, mm-hmm. the about to start, and uh, yeah, I mean, besides just hanging out at the bud, um, you know, looking at the academic stuff and then seeing the field and the and the, and the, uh, the indoor, um, <laughs> we went to a basketball game. So this is how old I am, right? Go to a basketball game. Two little kids are beating up the the freaking back then. We had the 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 mascot was a dog. And he had the, the top mascot. dog. Yeah, top dog. They brought him back too. Yeah. So that was a mascot. There's two kids over here just beating the crap out of the mascot. Drake Stoops <laughs> was <laughs> was literally probably five years old when I was on my visit. If that. Him and his brother. Both both the Stoops uh, Stoops twin. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, yeah. Both of them were beating up the mascot. It was funny because I'm sitting there like, man, ain't nobody going to save the mascot? Bob was just sitting there laughing, man. I'm just like, okay, I guess I guess this is what we're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> it made me feel old when I realized that, that that was who number 12 was making all the plays over the past couple of years. So, yeah. And then, of course, no visit is complete without going to the union. Of course. And all you hear is we too deep, and then that's all you gotta That's where it started. Let them know that's where it. it originated. Let them know where it originated, CB. That's that's how I was brought into the program. That's how I was bred. Shout out to uh T Choice and D Straight. They the ones that kind of brought that to the forefront. Thanks. Oh man, I know for my visit, my own host was bird. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so you already know how crazy. That little visit was. We was everywhere around Norman. Right? Um, I know when I first got there, I met up with the coaches. We went, got something to eat. And I was hanging out with Bird. I, I don't know, we went to the movies or something like that. I think the movie did the first night. But the second night, <clears throat> after the game, we went to a little party. They had it at that Super 8 motel that was right off of, um, I forgot. Third time, right was. down for, uh, Lindsay, yes. not Lindsay, uh, Main Street. Yeah, Main Street, yeah. Went to that little party there, man. And oh my goodness. I was like, all these females and birds just acting crazy. Like, 
man, he was talking to me the whole entire trip. I'm like, man, who is this guy, man? But he would talk to my mom, recruiting her. Like, I mean, if it was a bird, like I said, man, probably be at OU, but he did make me feel like at home, though. But um but basically Bird was an A1 recruiter. Pretty much, yeah. He really was. Right? <laughs> so that next morning, that's why I went up there and said, Yeah, I'm gonna come here, man, because this feels just like home. And also Terrica, Terrica Warren, that's on Calvin Thibodeau's wife now. She she from Skyline, so I already kind of knew her. And when I saw her at the bar, I'm like, oh, dang, you up here too? So I'm like, oh, okay. So I know people from Dallas is up here, and that's another reason why I'm like, I'm going to come up. She was running track up here, right? Yeah, she was running track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I seen her smoke tip one day. And Tim ain't fast. He, 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 he was talking like he was fast and got smoked easily. I was like, yeah, bro. Ooh, man, hey, hey, Turkle was fast in high school. Yeah, yeah, you, guys, uh, you guys mentioned a little bit of that, and um, I just remember being at the spring game and, and hearing a, a little bit of these stories at the uh, all the events that they had for alumni weekend. But I do want to know, and I, and I kind of want to know this personally because I've grown up around new OU, if you will, with all these new facilities. Stadium looks a little bit different, new dorms and all that stuff. So I want you guys, and by the way, they also are going to be building a new uh, state-of-the-art football facility here in the next two years. So it's going to look completely different. But I want y'all to kind of tell us what what was it like being an OU football player at back in the 2000s when things really looked completely different than they do now. Just the, the campus atmosphere, uh, the facilities, just just anything you guys can think of. But to be honest with me, man, uh, the people are still the same. I want to be honest. They love OU football and uh, – I don't know. I felt like we was kind of superstars in Oklahoma, you want to be honest, because it wasn't a thunder. They wasn't hurt yet. It was just OU football. And um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it was fun times, man. Like Everybody pretty much knew you. You can go anywhere. They're like, oh, you play OU football? Let me get an autograph. So I never experienced anything like that. You know, I'm, coming, I'm from Dallas, you know, Oak Cliff, so I don't experience nothing like that. So all that. <laughs> where, <laughs> you from, like, where, where you from, Steve? From no clip, man. You already know. Man. <laughs> Let them know. So, so me experiencing all that, I'm like, man, this, this is pretty cool, man. Everybody knowing you. So, um, you know, like I said, man, people are still the same. But that's about it. Yeah, I was just a, you know, I'm just a, a boy from Pearland, Texas, show up in Norman, and then school starts. And I mean. It is. It was a. It is a game changer, you know. It, you had to learn how to say no, quick, real quick, real quick. I mean, it was. It was like Steve said. I mean, everything was. It was love. Like I mean, it's not like oh, as soon as you park your car, you get out the car. Oh, there's Mister. He goes to OU. No, it wasn't nothing like that. But it's like. As you move around, or as you maneuver around town, and you have conversations with people. You just kind of figure out how much they love OU football and how much they would be willing to do for you, <laughs> you know? So uh, back then, you know, it wasn't no NIL. So it's like, should I or shouldn't I? I, and, I, don't, you know, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Uh, those of y'all. Hey, man, dude. look, statue, statue of limitations, man. Statue of limitations. We almost fought. So, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it did. Um, so, you know, man, I mean, 
things were just like it was just it was just a good time, man. As far as facilities, though, like I think the indoor might have been maybe I don't know how old it was when we got. Now they just built that because I remember when I visited, they was putting a roof over it, so they just built that indoor. So we so when we got there, we talking about what maybe a year and a half, two years old. Yeah, y'all. My freshman year, year, they were uh, they were doing construction on the east side uh, upper deck. I mean, we didn't have an east side upper deck my freshman year. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, and I mean, the indoor was beautiful, but every day when you pull up and you got to walk in there, it's like, man, I want to burn this building out. When they opened that indoor, they wouldn't (laughs) even let us. They would tell us no spitting, right? Yeah, I remember that. You can't spit. I remember yeah. the first day of workouts. I can't remember who it was, but just threw up all over, right in the middle of the OU. I'm like, I can't even spit this. I can throw up. Come on. Man, I remember seeing AD throw up in the locker room, and that was like mind-blowing for me because, you know, he was a machine. So, mm-hmm. Smitty got him one day. Me and Travis, uh, T-Money, we in there talking, and all I hear is, oh, and you see AD over that leaned over a bench, and he just, like, giving up the ghost. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, well, he must have, that boy must have felt it today. Don't you know this is new? You can't mess up this new carpet. <laughs> Man, um, speaking of facilities, though, like, I know we, this is my first time going to the inside the locker room stuff this past spring game. I'm like, man, this is not even, I don't even recognize this place, man. <laughs> I, 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 I did not recognize it either. It was, I, that's crazy. Like, they got all this nice stuff. I mean, for us, our locker room was nice. I mean, we had the TV hanging on the wall. I mean, up on the ceiling, man. But yeah, what these guys got now, man, they're pretty lucky, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> they got, they got, a, they got golf simulators now. We had a pool table and a ping pong table. They had a it. ping pong table, pool table, and foosball. Yeah, and a Gatorade machine that didn't work. <laughs> then we had a little couches in the back, man, where everybody go to sleep at. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I haven't been to I haven't been to the, the new stadium yet, so I don't know. Yeah, Every game up, DB. What are you waiting on? Oh, yeah. on it'll it'll blow your mind, CB. Tell me. I'm pretty sure it'll make me upset. Compared to what we had. I mean, it's it's I mean, really a it's really a beautiful experience, man. Like it really is. And that's another thing that I liked about BV being back and Steve, you know, and Noah, you was there too. Like just the way like he welcomed us with like it was it was beautiful, man. Like this is the way it should have been for so long, and that's not to like throw shade at you know Bob or Lincoln, but it's like BV came in with the mindset of like, okay, let me bring all these guys back, especially that know me, even the guys that like, because Bosworth was there, like a bunch of older cats that didn't even play for BV, but it's like everybody was welcome with open arms, man. And it was just like, if this is how it's gonna be every spring, you can count me in. Until my eyes close, I will be here every spring. Because this yeah, that's is just, that, that's the biggest change that I. I mean, you know, I live in in Norman, America, and I know a bunch of the staff because obviously guys that we play with. I mean, some of the, even the, the former staff. Heck, one of them was my neighbor. There, there wasn't any welcome. You know, it was like we were cordial, we were friends, and we're still friends, but. I wasn't invited to come to a practice. Uh, there was no open door for anything. And now it's the opposite. You live here and you haven't even brought your family to a practice. What are you doing? 
I'm like, dang, right. okay. I, I thought y'all were just joking. No, you better come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is interesting you mentioned that because I remember when I first met BV, and of course I told him who my dad was and all that. I mean, he knew immediately who you were. His face lit up. He was telling me a little bit about you on scout team and stuff like that. So uh, he's, I mean, he's really serious about keeping the former players around because he he considers that the foundation of this program. And I know one thing he actually said during a practice one day was, and I want, this was actually before a game, I can't remember which game, but he said something like, the former players are watching and they're the standard of this program. And he was saying that to the current team in a sense that, you know, all eyes are on you. You guys have a standard to play up to. And, you know, not that you're expected to do exactly what these guys did, but understand, you know, they're watching. All eyes are on you and stuff like that. But um, I do want to know what was you your guys' favorite game that you played in while you were at Oklahoma? Because all of you played in the national championship game. Uh, you were around some 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 big time bowl games, uh, and then of course some big OU Texas games, bedlams and things like that. So, uh, what were y'all's favorite ones? I like wow. to go first on this one just because I have. Oh. It, it's different. It's not. It won't be the biggest game that y'all remember. It wasn't the most. I mean, wasn't the most talked about. But uh, definitely for me, it was A and M at home, seventy-seven to nothing. Ooh, just for the fact that, is. Uh, it, 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 like. We were ready to play. Uh, I remember man, before the it game. It was cold out there, man. Yeah. Do y'all, but by any chance, I don't know why, I'll never forget it, but do y'all remember uh, Bob's speech before the game? Do y'all remember it by any chance? It's okay if you don't. I, I remember it was very – I do remember that part. I don't remember what, everything he said, though. <laughs> no, it, it, there, was a, uh, there was a kid there from Make-A-Wish. And I remember him saying something like, I don't remember the kid's name. I don't remember all the words, but basically it was like doctors hadn't even give him very much to, much time left. And there's only one thing that he wanted to do. And that's watch you play ball. And I was just like, dang, like I'm even getting like goosebumps thinking about it now. Like this poor kid, like, you know, he's been dealt a terrible hand and all he wanted to do was come watch us play football. And just the entire game, like, even towards the end, like Bob telling us, if you score, I'm pulling your scholarship. You're never going to play here again. You know, like all the little things, like, because we could have scored 100 points. Easy. And it was just showing, honestly, just complete dominance. Man, my favorite game was, uh, I'll never forget, UCLA, freshman year. Antonio mm. Perkins goes for three punt return touchdowns. After he ran that second one back, I can't even remember who I hit on the sideline. But I'm like, I said, bro, he got one more in him. I said, I feel like he got one more in him. And Lord behold, he took that third one back. I was like, man, this dude here, like, <laughs> what is he on today? Like, that was, that is like, that's still a part of history. So it's like, I got to sit there and experience history from somebody that if I seen at the gas station would come up, hug me and be like, oh, boy, what's up? What you been up to? It's like, I don't know. That That was just like, Something special. That's like watching uh, Jordan go for sixty three against the uh, Celtics or something like that. Was like that's what it was for me. Like man, that is like this is history. So I mean that was that was special, man. Uh, man, for me, uh, I have two favorite games, and it's against the same opponent. My freshman year, 03, we played Texas. 
man, that was awesome. Just going in that stadium, just like, man, I'm at the house and it's going nuts in here. And we just blew them out. What was 63 to 14 yeah. or something like that? Oh, was it? I don't know. I don't even know if they scored. No, nah, that was a, that was on 04. It was 12 nothing. I remember that. I know yeah. the first year we just blew them out. I remember he straight got that pick. I'm the first series, and everybody's just going nuts, man. It was a fun time. And my other game, it was the 06 against Texas because that probably well, that was my best game. <laughs> yeah, that's my best game I played, man. I was stacking Colt McCoy and made a couple tackles here and there. Yeah, it was just fun just playing, you know, playing in my home city, man. So, those are my two favorites. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know where I'll start, but I can tell you, one of my favorite games that we played in was uh was when we played Miami and they came to us. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember I, I remember just I'm not gonna even say it was nerves. I'm just gonna say that we we I don't think that people thought that we were gonna beat Miami the way that we did. They thought that I mean at the time, like they still were trying to reclaim being you again. We sent them back home real bad, real bad shape. Um, the funniest That's thing. That's man, Calais Campbell, huh? Huh? And, and, and Kenny Calais Campbell. Yeah. And Kenny Phillips. I'll tell you one moment. I, the moment I realized that, like, oh, we, we, got, we got a little something going here was when one of their players really caught a crown in Norman, Oklahoma. I'm like, bro, y'all are from Miami. Y'all are <laughs> like, this weather shouldn't be affecting y'all the way it is, but we'll just keep scoring on y'all all day, every day. And, and, hot today. and I, I, I'll throw this one out here, too. Um, now, we didn't get the dub on this one, but, man, these are the games you, you live and die for, man. Uh, we played Boise State. Yeah. And, and when I tell you, as an athlete, when the game could go either way and it's down to the wire, like, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of blowout games, but man, when you play a team that like literally, granted, we should have beat the crap out of them, but I mean, literally, it's you versus whoever you lined up across and you do your job, you you make a play, like that's how it's supposed to go. Like to me, like that game to me was probably one of the funnest games I played in that I hated playing in, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's per- I get you. <laughs> makes perfect sense. I mean, hey, if you put it like this, it's it's over. It's been over a decade, and people still ask ask me what it was like being on that field during that the last ten minutes of that game, where he <laughs> right. So, and Steve, you know, because you was right there with me, you know. Yeah. Hey, somebody we, didn't keep contained, but I ain't gonna say no name. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't it was either one of y'all. Boy. So you want to know something funny about that stat, that Statue of Liberty play? Oh, yeah, I already know you were going to say. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. We in the film room, and, you know, we having our walkthrough, watching tape and stuff, and they run that play. Now, every time they ran that play, they, they threw the ball. They didn't run it a lot. So, you know, Coach V is sitting there. He's rewinding, he's rewinding, he's rewinding. He's like, you know, trying to figure out what defense we're going to be in. He's like, you know, they're not going to run that play. Man, they came out in that damn formation. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, it's, it's that it's that play, it's that play. Man, I thought that the ball was thrown, man, the whole time it was behind Buddy back. And all I see is Carl Pendleton running this way, 
And you know, he wasn't gonna catch that. He wasn't gonna catch uh he wasn't gonna catch mean, uh, 41, man, man. Dude. Ian Johnson. Ian Johnson. I wasn't gonna say no names, but since you put it out there, it's like, yeah, Carl didn't keep contained. <laughs> he wasn't that wasn't his job. Yeah, no, oh, it wasn't on that. Look, I don't play defense. I don't. Nah, man. So like, it was just, it was just one of those things where it's like it went down to the wire, man. Like those, those are them dog fights. That's what makes football special, man. So you know, look, shout out to Carl. Carl, if you're listening, not trying to poop on you, but I felt like you should have kept contained. But I didn't know the defensive assignment, though. So. See, you over here trying to get Carl hundreds and stuff. That wasn't his job. Hey, man, go do, go do them up down. Hey, Corey, man, you remember that whole week um, preparing for Boise State? We were looking at film, and we was just like, why are we playing Boise State? But at the same time, it's like, we can go out here and kill them. You know what I'm saying? Arrogant. Arrogant. Why would okay. I say that? Who was it that made – who was it? I can't remember who was talking about the Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation, but um, it's not no. funny, but it's kind of funny. So one of them made a sign, and they were like, football – it's supposed to play, be played on green fields. Because, you know, Boise State has a blue football field. And I'm like, man, you know what, kid? You're right. Let's go out there and let's beat the crap out of them. We lost that game. We go back to the resort. And I kid you not, I did not want to look that kid in the eye at all. I just want to go straight to the room. And just <laughs> like, yeah, I, I felt like I let that kid down. Like, legit, let that kid down. Yeah. So. You know, and we got to hang out with Mike Tyson actually too. Oh, y'all, wow. remember, y'all remember that? <laughs> if yeah, you I was hanging with Mike Tyson, then no, you don't remember. He just got out of jail. Oh, that's the perfect time to hang with Mike. <laughs> you know, you know how Coach Stoops is, man. We go on these bowl trips. So for those of y'all who don't know, Coach Stoops does. Uh, he 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 has the uh, the local sheriffs or you know police department come and talk to the team wherever we're at just so we can know the areas that we can go to, whatever. So, you know, he's telling us about, you know, just the whole, you know, just where we can hang out, where we shouldn't hang out, whatever. And he's like, hey, I got one more thing to tell you. Mike Tyson just got out of prison. If you see Mike Tyson, please just just turn around and walk away, right? Second night we were there, I can't remember what club we were at, but we were somewhere, and who received Mike Tyson? And he was just like the friendliest guy in the world. Like, like you know what? We 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 mess with you, Mike. We mess with you, Iron Mike. So how can I not go talk to Mike Tyson, bro? That's what I said. Like Mike Tyson is right there. And you mean to tell me I can't go talk to him, Mike? No, no way. Sorry, Coach. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Exactly. Hey, Corey. You remember when uh, Bob brought Jr. and Stone Cold Steve Austin practice? Oh, my. Oh man! So, hey, shout out to Jim Ross, man. He just celebrated his birthday uh, a couple days ago, man. Hey, look, oh, he yeah. brought Ric Flair one time, didn't he? Didn't he bring? Yeah, he did. bring Ric Flair. I think he brought both of them at the same time. Yeah, because that was the that was like right after uh, Jamal had got dressed, and this dude here. Let me tell you about this dude. Anybody that know anything about old Phil Jean and middle name? Oh man! <laughs> so we we sitting there practicing. And he just like, he pulls out like a stack of money. And I'm like, JB, why you got all that money on you? He's like, I don't know. She might want to go buy me a used car or something. I'm like, what? Like, bro, you just got, you just got stacks on you like that? Like, that's what it's like, huh? Yeah, man. 
That league money, man. Mm -hmm. yep, so uh, this will be our second to the last question, but I just want to know uh, real quick. So since you guys have left, there have been a lot of great players at you guys' positions, uh, award winners, All-Americans and things like that. Since you guys have left, I want to know y'all's favorite player at the position you guys have played. Hmm. Well, they, can be, they can be on the team now, but Man, I ain't going to lie to you. I used to love Cali, and it pains my soul because of who he plays for now. But, you know, whatever, man. I used to love CD. CD. <laughs> I used to love CD, man. Um, man, Malcolm. That, like, when I saw Malcolm, like, flourish the way that he flourished, because I remember when Malcolm first got there, he got there in the summer, and, you know, they had put him at X and, you know, I was in front of him obviously because I had been there a little bit and he just like, he was like, Oh, my coattails. Like, man, what's up, man? Like I need to do this or I need to do that. And I'm like, man, I'm still kind of learning myself, but I can tell you, but you know, so Malcolm and CD was probably two of my favorites that I got to like see do they thing. It's like, yeah, them boys there, they, they legit. Boy, oh man, for me, man. I don't know. I got three guys, man. Especially my position, D tackle, man. I got Tommy Harris. You got GK, Gerald McCoy. Then, of course, you got my boy, Big Mo, man. Like, mm, the if y'all haven't seen Big Mo's in practice and the way he was dominating during those, during those times, man, it was, it was crazy, man. Then you go with Tommy. I was like, man, how come his feet just so dang quick, man? He just – he wins, like, every single rep, man. I was like, man, how does he do that? And that's against dabbing and, you know, Vince and those guys. All-American guys on the whole line in practice. Three All-Americans. Yeah. Then you got GK, man. He was just like the follow-up to Mo and Tommy, man. Just a combination of both, man. It was just crazy that I had the honor to play with all three of those guys, man. It was crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, no, you're good. I was just gonna say, Steve. I mean, I don't even know what else to add. I mean, Steve kind of took you know the words out of my mouth. You know, that's what happens when you play with someone at the same position. I mean, all three of them dudes is great. Um, so I mean, yeah, dude, uh, I you know I don't even know what else to tell you. For me, playing you know quarterback, it, it's it's just different because you said you know guys that came after you, I mean, you just you just walk the east side of that stadium and it's just dude after dude after dude after dude after dude, you know? I mean, how many Heisman Trophy uh, quarterback winners have we had since, you know, 2000 or 2000? What, what did Jason win it? 2002? Three? Three. Two? Three. And uh, so we had, God bless, but if I had to say one, just because I really enjoyed watching him play, would have been Baker – Kyler, because I couldn't compare myself to him because God bless that dude could fly, and there's no way I would have <laughs> ever done that. But Baker, he just it's like he just willed, he just willed teams to win, and I loved it. He had that grit. He mm -hmm. was I know he played under Lincoln, but God, he would be such a BV guy. He really, really Oh, was. yes, yes, man. Bro, look, I tell I tell I got a good friend from back home, 
and I'll just put it out there. He cannot stand Baker. He hates him. Like, I'll just say it. And I'm like, dude, like, I've never, like, just had a conversation with Baker like that, but I could play with him. Like, mm-hmm. that's the quarterback I want to play with right there. Because, you know, like you said, Noah, he got that grit. He going to try to get you the ball. You know he going to fight. It's like, man, there's no way I could not want to play with this guy. Like, right, you know. We were talking, I was talking to a group of guys the other day, and I said, hey, you know, all these people opt out for these bowls, right? Hey, right, wrong, indifferent. That's their own business. Who are we to say? I said, straight up, Baker Mayfield opting out, and all of them in unison, no chance. That's why he's below. No, he's a legend. He got a statue that don't even look like him, but it's like he still got a statue. <laughs> yeah, Baker. Baker was something. He was something special. Why? I'll tell you that. So this is. A, I actually kind of lied on this one. This would be the second to last one, but more don't be uh, lying. Their coach. Their coach's question. So it's really a question for for mainly the defensive guys, but all of you can answer it because you were around him. Um, I do want to know a little bit, like, what are there any stories that you guys can tell or just what can you tell us about Brent Venables from his first time here at Norman? Because there are some people who say that, like, he's not all the way different, but he's a little bit different just in the way that he kind of goes after guys or the way that he talks to players and things like that. But are there any stories you guys can tell us about the head ball coach from his first time here? And I can give you one off top. So we run in, and I mean, this is like when I, I, I say this, but it's like I kind of felt like I kind of earned DV respect a little bit and Mike Stoops. So we practicing in the stadium. I forgot who we was getting ready for. But, you know, of course, you know, you on scout team or whatever. So they hold the card up. Hey, this is what you do. Do it the way that it's on the card. So. My specific assignment on this particular play was to crack back on the outside linebacker who just so happened to be Rufus Alexander. So it was a play going to like the right. And I got to like coming in, I got to like set my feet and I got to like make sure I'm sturdy and I got to stop Rufus. And, you know, I ain't going to, I kind of gave Rufus the business a little bit. I didn't knock him off his feet, but he ain't run through me. And, you know, we run back to the huddle to look at the card or whatever, and I kind of hear Mike and BV behind me. I won't use the language that they use, but they was like, that was a good block. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a damn good block. Like, like, okay, all right, yeah, all right. I finally felt like BV kind of looking at me like, you know, Mike, they they see that, man, I'm not I'm not going to be out here scared. Like, you know, I love Rufus to death, you know, the Louisiana connection, but and forget all that. We out here trying to, you know, trying to get y'all better. Like, I'm trying to make sure y'all boys is ready. So, I don't know. BV was just always very genuine. Like, when he told you something, he meant it. And you knew he meant it. Like, no matter how he delivered it or how he said it, you knew he meant it. And I kind of feel like that's still something that he carries to this day. Uh, as far as, like, with him changing I feel like, you know, as you get older, you kind of slow down a little bit. And I'm not saying he's slowing down, but he might not talk to them the same way that he talked to us back then. But then again, well, I'll say know. this. I'll say this. Being at Clemson is a big reason why, because he was under Dabo Sweeney, who's a little bit more 
He's Those not are, as intense as somebody like Bob Stoops was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that and he found his he found his faith. I mean, he's, he's mm. very open about that, it. Yeah, that. Right. Yeah. That's he's another. big. On that. Yeah. yeah. I'll say I know you said for defensive guys. Obviously, you know, offensive guy. All we had to do with them was in uh, uh, when we were just doing like practice squad stuff. Our scout team, and uh, I remember just I threw a horde pass or something like that, like wasn't giving it, you know, just kind of going through the motions. And he chewed me up, I mean, upside down the other. And uh, he said something that it always stuck with me. He goes, I demand more from you, and you should too. And I was like, dang, that like hit me right in the core, you know, like I don't even play for this guy, I'm just here to. You know, do what the guard says, you know, and he told me that. And I was like, dang, that's stuck to me, you know. Yeah. Um, man, things I remember about Coach D. Uh, I don't know if Corey remembered this, but I know every time we were practicing, uh, we were practicing for the scout team, it was always one person he always harp on. And then Rufus Alexander. Rufus. Yeah. Rufus. 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 And it's crazy because Rufus, he, Rufus, he's there making the play on scouting. But Kobe was like, I want you to be there before they even know you're there type of thing. I'm like, okay, it does make sense. And he just want him to be the best player that he can be. Because I was always like, man, why is on Rufus like that all the time? when he's there making a play. So that's one thing I kind of remember from because we, we want the best out of somebody. Yeah, I mean, because we could, I mean, I never met a person who knew exactly where every single person needed to be every single yes. time. And, and, and one thing I, I never understood about him until I, we, we got to see it in a game was how he could say if you're off by like six inches, mm-hmm. if that, that's that's gonna get you exposed. I mean, I, it was it was just the the way he thinks was so next level um, that I was just like, man, like I I I don't know what he does to get to the point where he's at. Man, man, he was, ugh, man. And the funny thing about it is that when he would lose his stuff on the sideline. Oh man, like you just want to be on the sideline so you can hear it. That's the one thing I missed about Red Shirt is that you're going to hear some funny stuff on the sideline. Uh, him yelling at everybody, and you're like, Oh, thank God it ain't me. But <laughs> Red Shirt <laughs> was that Red Shirt was burnt, and you was uh, and you messed up on a play, or you didn't make the play, or something like that. You was on the receiving end of that, uh, <laughs> of all that talking to. So yeah, I mean, he's a great, great dude, great coach. And you also play about Coach B, too, and that's the thing that's so weird. He's coached a lot of great players. Like I said, I'm not the highest recruit guy in the room, but the funny thing about it is that, like, when I have ran into Coach B, it's like, he, I might as well say I played, like, he was my position coach. He remembers things that I'm like, dude, you remember that? But, like, now I got kids that play ball, and, you know, my kids are young, but still, you know, I'll post a picture on Facebook, and I've seen like by Coach Venables, which is, blows my mind, right? You know, so really, really great guy. So, Man, it's well, funny yeah. you say that, CB, man, because uh, 
when we went to the spring game, you know how everybody knows, man, hey, what's up to Coach B? Mm-hmm. He come up to me, he like, Big Steve, what's up? Like, like we just know each other crazy. yesterday. Like, like you remember me from 12 years ago? I wasn't a, your best player, but you remember all oh, that. Look, I, I didn't even remember me. I, look, I wasn't even That's on defense. And he come up and like, oh, what's up, you Ross? Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, wow, <laughs> I really remember that. Like, wow. That's, it's crazy, man. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy, man. At the press conference, me and Chris Chester, Chris was like, hey, let's go over there and say hi to Coach. I was like, man, he doesn't remember us. This was, you know, a decade and a half ago, you know? And he's like, all right, whatever. We're just gonna, we'll just say hi. And I mean, Chris, you know, Chris played in the league for 15 years or whatever. So we walk up. He's like, Chris Chester, what's up? Noah, what's going on, man? I'm like, how in the world? This guy meets hundreds of kids every, I mean, you know, every, every day. day. Every and, like, he, and he just remembers it. I was like, that's just shocking. Yeah, yeah, it amazes me too because, like, okay, you guys know me being the media guy. I watch all his press conferences, and a lot of times throughout the season, he would mention plays from like the '90s, and he would get really descriptive about where this guy was supposed to be on this play, what gap this guy was supposed to be in, and all this. So, and even in times that I've been that I've seen him, uh, I mean, I see him pretty often a lot, and he'll remember my face and stuff like that. And like I said, when I first met him, I mean, as soon as I said the name Tristan Ross, he knew exactly who it was. So, uh, yeah, he's got he's he's got the memory like an elephant. But um, last question, and this is going to be a mandatory question when we have former players on, and I, I know this is something that people want to hear. Uh, we gotta we gotta hear some stories about <laughs> we gotta hear some stories about Schmitty, and, um, <laughs> and and I know that's that's another coach that Corey. I see you shaking shaking your head. There's some. That's another coach that even some of the former players will say has kind of changed a little bit. He's a lot less intense now, obviously, because some of the rule changes and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, just just lay it out there one by one. Give us a story from from old Jerry Schmidt. Man, Man you got you, enough time? I was about to say, do you have another hour? But we, I think we do actually have another so. This is a story in particular, but this is just how, like, how off the wall Smitty was. So if you were taking too long on an exercise or like just taking too long to do anything, right? Like there's a there's a meter. You can take too long and then if you go like maybe a half, a little millisecond over taking too long, then you're getting kicked out, right? So you're you're flirting with getting kicked out. And that's what you don't want. But he would always say, hey, I don't have all day. My son has to get baptized. So <laughs> Over <laughs> over my five years of being at the University of Oklahoma, Samuel has been probably baptized. tell you that his son may have gotten baptized at least six hundred and thirteen times because <laughs> that's how many times I've heard that. And then the second part, uh, and 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 Steve and and Stephen uh, and Jerry McCoy, Jerry McCoy brought this up to us one day. He said, have you ever noticed that when we're stretching, we never know where Smitty comes from when it's time to start working out? <laughs> he likes Batman. Like, he would, he would, like, one day he's running out the front door to Everest. The next day he's coming from under the turf. One day, like, I, I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go to the Coast and, and say, hey, I'm going to turn my scholarship in if the next practice that we have workouts, he drops from the ceiling. Like, we never knew where the hell Smitty was coming. 
<laughs> and that's that was that was part that was the fun stuff. So you know, I'm not gonna talk about how many times he I've seen boys suffer on that doggone stairmaster, man. Goodness gracious! Man, I used to live on that stairmaster. What you talking about, <laughs> man? The, the Marcus Granger. What? That was my, Moore lived on the my my favorite one from him was uh we played my freshman year we played Tulsa at Tulsa and uh and this is how I had unrealistic expectations but uh we had a power sur- surge at the bud we didn't have no cell phones to set our alarms so me and Abner Estrada that was my roommate at the time he, uh, our alarm clock, we woke up late and it was just flashing. We knew we were screwed. And so, uh, we go over there and, uh, he, uh, <laughs> Abner goes in the office first and he just chews them out. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And I go in second and I'm talking and I don't even know what I said, but I said something that I shouldn't probably, but I actually said something. And I guess the first thing he could grab was a, a, a tape that was like a, I don't know, maybe like an old uh, recruiting tape or something, I don't know. And he just hums it at me. I move out of the way and that <laughs> thing just blows up into pieces right behind me. Next thing I know, I had two hours on that Stairmaster. You got the 99 minute treatment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I done got that a few times. Man, oh, I remember um, Smitty, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, because I felt like I was straight, but. I was like 215, and for whatever reason, Coach Wyatt wanted me to be like 190. It's like, bro, I ain't been 190 since 10th grade. Um, so, you know, he goes, of course, and he talks to Smitty. So Smitty, he like never leaves me alone. And Steve, you know, at this time, I'm I'm hanging with Mo, me and you. Man, we ordering pieces from Pizza Shuttle. We going to O'Connell. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just on my back. So he's like, I want you to be here in the morning at 5.30, big dog. So me, of course, being me back then, I think I might have been late or something. And, oh, man, that set him off. So he don't even say nothing to me until we get to practice. He like, so where are we at this morning? I was like, Smitty, I was there. No, you weren't. I was there. Where were you at? I was there waiting on you. Is this what you want, big dog? Is this what you want to do? But then, and let me tell you how good of a guy Smitty is. So then... We turn around like I was talking about that game with Perk when he went off for them three touchdowns. So game day comes like either the following week or the week after that. And they do like the special that, you know, they always do like a little special. And um, this is back when Rocket Ishmael was uh, still doing game day. So he pulls me to the side. Smitty pulls me to the side. And he's like, I got somebody I want you to meet. I was like, okay. So you know, he goes over here and he like introduces me to Rocket Ishmael. Like, I'm sitting there having a conversation with, with Rocket Ishmael. And it's like, you know, this is like a, a a proven NFL veteran. He's done this like, and Smitty felt the need to introduce me to this person to try to change my mindset at the time. Like, you know, Smitty, he, and I mean, maybe y'all can, you know, attest to this, but he plays these mind games of like this tough guy, but Smitty is really a good dude. And Smitty really only wants the best. So it's like, back then I didn't understand it, but it's like when he tells you something, he's not telling you because, oh, I don't want you to succeed. He's telling you because it's like, I see the better in you than you might see in yourself right now. 
And at the time, I didn't see that, but he saw it. And he always used to stay on me, like, all the time. <laughs> it's like, Smitty, will you just leave me alone? But, you know, man, that's just the that's just the myth of, of Jerry Schmidt. Like, that's a good dude, man. And his son has been baptized 613 times. So he will definitely be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Smitty. Oh, I know, Corey, I know you're a this story, man. So this is when the lineman, we was working out. Early in the morning, I think it was seven, the seven fifteen group. Now you already know when you get kicked out of Smith's group, you got to come back at five. Everybody knows. No, three. No, it was five. So, oh, you kind of know like when you work out, like don't ever think that you're working hard because I'm always up to Smith. You might be like yelling, doing all this and that, but if it ain't good enough for Smith, then you come back. So it was just one morning. I thought we was doing good, CB. I don't know about everybody else. We were doing the med ball, kind of 50. Then I think we was doing like A skill, B skill, something like that. Then right in the middle of it, he just blew a whistle. He's like, Woo, y'all come back at five. And then he walks out that little side door to the uh the side door to the end door. So you know, we all looking around at each other like, is he serious? So Al D, <laughs> Alan Davis, he goes following him out the side door. You know that little garage door that goes to the weight room? <laughs> he had it open. <laughs> and Al D was like, Smitty, come on, man. We ready. We all ready to work. So Smitty, he just slowly lets the garage door down. And Al D was like, Smitty, please, man, come on. Let us in. Let us finish. And he just closes the door. I'm like, dang, man. Like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> Smitty's going to do us like that, man. <laughs> Smitty, please. Smitty, please. All right. That's so Calvin Timber, though. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tim's been kicked out every once. Man, we've all I been think, kicked out at least once. Yeah, I think everybody got kicked out once. I've been, I, in my five years being there, I think I've been kicked out two times total. And they were the worst films in the world. It's oh, they are, man. My senior year, man, that was the worst for me because I would get kicked out left and right, man. I don't know why. And he always put me to the side, like, is that what we want, big dog? You were saying you're supposed to be the leader. I'm like, thanks, man. I don't know, man. I mean, I, up, hey, man. hey, hey, guys. I mean, am I right? Am I right? Well, I mean, I guess you're right. You didn't really give me no other option. Like, yeah, you are right. Ooh, I know y'all remember those on ramps, though. Man, look at oh, the stadium. Man. The worst. Mm-hmm. The coming worst. down. The, the, the coming down was the worst. They had Ooh, to take book. me out of that thing on one of them gators. Man, that boy a book boy. That boy used the elevator going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about an All-American with a lot of accolades. I know. Under his belt, so, I know, you know man. It was, it was funny, man. Man, I ain't messing with Smitty today, man. I'm tired, man. No, I ain't doing <laughs> So this is definitely some great advice to carry on uh, in the in the next year. But and I was actually talking to one of my guys who is now enrolled at Oklahoma, but he started uh, working out a few weeks ago. And when he told me he was, he said, I got to get ready for Schmitty. So he already knows what's coming. Um, and like I said, I think he's changed a little bit because a lot of the players don't. It doesn't seem like they come out of workouts uh, kind of just dragging anymore, but it's still intense. So. Um, and I remember just the excitement that was around when he when he announced that he was coming back. So 
uh, it's been a big deal to everybody. But uh, that was about it for us. And, and, and fellas, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, this is the longest episode we've had all season. So I know a lot of the fans will appreciate uh-huh. this, especially the, the, our younger listeners who don't really know much about the, the history of, uh, you know, maybe Brent Venables or Jerry Schmidt or just Oklahoma football from back in the day. Uh, well, not that long ago, but in the 2000s. So, um, again, appreciate you guys coming, man. It was it was a really fun episode. Oh, man, it was, it was a good time. Hey, man, thanks for having us. Definitely. Look, I have to I have to be a dad for a moment, and I've I, and I've I've said this to him thousands of times. But Jalen, you know, I'm super proud of you, son. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Appreciate you having us on, man. Bringing us together. I mean, I see these other two clowns uh, all the time, but no, I don't, you know, I see you when I see you, yep. but man, we, we, we gotta, we gotta link up, man. And I'm glad that, you know, Jalen got his platform and he brought us together, man. I'm, I'm so proud. Like, boy, you might get a car out of this. <laughs> <laughs> we are still working on that. So thank you. We yeah, are working I, on I, that. We, we I get the opportunity. I get the opportunity to see Noah every week. So uh, we've been kind of aiming to, get this get this podcast going but we're we're going to be doing this a lot throughout the off season of getting former players together having an opportunity to talk a little bit about the squad and everything like that and just um you know doing what we can to attract some more people in here that want to hear from you guys but uh once again i appreciate you guys coming i also appreciate you guys listening make sure you guys share this leave a rating leave a review all is appreciate all feedback is appreciated uh we thank you guys once again and we'll see you guys next week